This podcast is sponsored by Palo Alto Brewing Company. Since 2009, Palo Alto Brewing Company has offered a wide variety of brews for beer lovers all over the Bay Area, ranging from the classic hoppy ending pale ale to a limited release bourbon barrel barley wine named Honest Gellis. Other favorites include Atlas, a West Coast style double IPA, the Hostage Rye IPA, and their barely legal coconut porter. Look for all these beers and more at your local liquor and grocery stores around the Bay Area. Palo Alto Brewing Company's Tap Room is located at 233 University Avenue in downtown Palo Alto, California. Open seven days a week from 11.30 to 11 p.m. Stop in for lunch and dinner and try some delicious food and tasty beers. For more information, visit paloaltobrewing.com or look for them on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And now, let's get a drink. Damn, but I will say, the second I said hot dogs, y'all fucking judge me. I'm cocktail. Did you lose your goddamn mind? I'm either going to drink to be happy or drink to be sad, but either way, we're I'm drinking. Gonna drink. I'll take you guys to New Jersey yeah. as a night. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Feud Zape. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just fucking around. What's up, people? It's fucking Friday already. This month flew by. I don't even fucking remember March half. You know, that's probably because of some other shit, but I'm just saying. Shit fucking went by, didn't it? Well, let's see. Got some uh, celebrity news. We'll start with that. I kind of like when I read, I go over some uh, brief news of what I like in my world. Or, you know, you probably do as well. And this is probably some of the most common news out there in the world. And I just like to say, hey, if some people missed it, I like to tell you about it. But not like the whole thing. You know, I just want to say touch briefly. So I figure I'll start with some celebrity deaths this week, which were two. Uh, actor Vern Troyer from Austin Powers. Little mini-me. He's like a baby or something. Yeah, he passed away at 49. Uh, they didn't really release exactly, but I believe it was alcohol poisoning. He said he was in more of a depressed state. So, Alright, also, I didn't know this. I wasn't, I'm not into this style of music, so I don't know the scene. But this dude, this EDM star, Avisi, died April 20th. And he was 28. I believe it's one of the same things. Because uh, he had, uh, back in 2014, he had a surgery to remove a gallbladder or some other shit. I don't fucking know. Got lost some stuff. Some, some kidneys and fucking liver. I don't know. He just took out some organs. Didn't work, wasn't working. He was an alcoholic. But uh, I heard some of his stuff, which was, I mean, if you're into EDM, it's good. I'm not into EDM, so I don't, I can't really, you know, I can't really touch on if it's good or not. I'm not allowed to say. Uh, so yeah, so that's the celebrity deaths for this week. 
We honor those. And let's see, some other news in celebrity-ish world or big news things that I follow, sort of, you know, here and there. Uh, that Bill Cosby is found guilty of sexual assault. Of three accounts, I believe it was. Three, yeah. Three accounts. And so a jury found Bill Cosby guilty Thursday of drugging and sexually assaulting a woman at his home near near here, wherever the fuck, oh, Norristown, PA. Oh, damn, he was in Pennsylvania. Uh, 14 years ago. So he is now... See, Mr. Cosby's case was the first high-profile sexual assault trial to unfold in the aftermath of the Me Too movement. And many considered the verdict a watershed moment, <clears throat> one that reflected that going forward, the accounts of female accusers may be uh, offered greater weight and credibility by jurors. Uh, yeah, so Mr. Cosby's guilty. Sexual assaults and drugging, fucking, drugging the pudding. It's drugging the pudding. That was a bad Bill Cosby. I'm not doing Bill Cosby. I don't do Bill Cosby. The voice I don't do. But he drugged the pudding. He did the pudding. See, I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. I can't. Fu- Fuck this. <laughs> All right, see, let's, the last uh, further news, which I thought was cool. If you guys watched um The Golden State Killer, uh, there's like series, there's like a four part series online. You can kind of watch the whole thing. And it's been a story for a long, long time. The case is open for 40 years. This guy was a real piece of shit. As that captain would say on the, uh, true crime garage podcast, which I listen to, which is awesome. So you should check it out. But, uh, but yeah, they finally caught the guy supposedly. So, this is by late afternoon on Thursday, officials at the Sacramento District Attorney's Office, um, they they were diving further into exactly how they traced the man they accused of committing more than 50 rapes and 12 murders. The suspect, Joseph James D'Angelo, 72, was arrested by the police this week. And basically, it's through technology now that they got his DNA and they... They just kept plugging out DNA, and eventually they found a match, and basically in the database, and it kept leading uh, to this guy's door. So they arrested his ass, and I think when he was arrested, he's like, I got a pot roast in the oven or some shit, and I was like, fuck yourself, man. Fuck yourself. You are a big scumbag piece of shit for 40 years, assaulting women. And murder. Fucking piece of shit. Alright. Anyway. Enough of the celebs and the real news. Back to my news. Which, you know, I don't really have any much news. I got a lot of shit going on, but whatever. Don't want to bore you with that. This second part, second round, Mr. Robert Clark is on today. Finishing up his podcast with the second round. And we talked about... Uh, his triathlon practice and how he's going to be doing that. Uh, we dove in a little bit about politics. I don't really like to talk about politics. That's brief. Uh, we talked about being original, just trying to not copy or, you know, you get influence off of things, but not copy, you know, fucking 
things word for word or, or just stealing other people's shit. Just be original, be yourself, do your thing. Uh, hopefully it comes back in the end. We also did top five soundtracks of your life. Not my top five, but Rob's top fives of his life, like soundtracks, you know, like, you know, uh, favorite albums in your top five that you have, like, gone throughout your whole life, but these five remain in their, like, you know, timeline. Um, and we also talked a little bit about movies, and then we talked a little bit about Tornado, the bar in San Francisco, um, how they're kind of, you know, assholes, but they're kind of cool at the same time, and, you know, they deal with a lot of pretentious people and asking stupid questions so it's it's one of those where you know it's it's a great bar if uh if you're cool basically i guess you know if you don't ask dumb questions if you have Pliny the elder or you know you got Pliny the younger or you know can i get a sample of that can i get this can i get that no get nothing get nada you get fuck pick a beer and drink it that's it so, you know, I kind of like that attitude. I kind of don't hear at the same time. It's like, you know, you pick your battles. So, you know, my, I think my first time or second time I wasn't treated very well. And I know how to order a beer. I ordered two beers and she gave me fucking attitude. And it was kind of ticked me the fuck off. But I was like, man, whatever. Motherfuckers have bad days and they want to take some shit out on everybody. But whatever. I'm not going to hold it against them. I still go there. It's a cool place. All right. So here is uh, Rob Clark's round two. And enjoy. Woo. Happening, people. Welcome back to round two with my good friend Rob Clark. I wrote that one today. I'm down. My little, I was like, I called it fucking rock and roll. <laughs> I call it, uh, that's a nice intro. Yeah, nice segue. You got my boat. Hey, appreciate that. Hey. No, it's good. Yeah, those Joe Vargas shirts will be ready tomorrow. <laughs> Can you get these JV shirts ready for me? Cause, uh, no, I would just, no, I would just, I would just go like, just like Varga, you know? And Dude, yeah. That'd be fucking dope. Kind of like, you know, when uh, Black Flag and, uh, and all their infinite wisdom is, uh, I can't remember the guy that, uh, it was a, it's a famous old artist that, uh, he had uh, designed their, the four bars. Oh, yeah. I forget. I just saw him on a documentary my, the other day. My friend had an awesome coffee mug. It's like, the black flag logo is black yeah. coffee. <laughs> this, so I wanted to do that, like, you yeah. know, talking about this this uh, sprint triathlon I'm going to do. Yeah, let's talk about that because you were talking uh, before we uh, actually started the round two. We were round talking about the, tri- the triathlon that you are attending. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm going to roll downhill as a fat ass to do that. No, um, let's ta- yeah, let's talk about it. Well, it, it was it was something that uh, I was talking about uh, about four or five years ago with some buddies of mine. And um, we, you know, we're... We're same age, um, 47, 48. And, you know, the funny thing is, is it is, is being, so, well, so first of all, 
Have you ever done a marathon or 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 a half a marathon? No. no. So you, this is the first thing you've ever done. Yeah, outside of like a, a couple of five Ks. Okay, but you, you've so, but you've at least done a five K. Yeah, but that has no weight. I mean, when you're talking yeah, about still, you when know, you're talking a, a about triathlon, no. But yeah, yes. triathlon. I mean, I couldn't even drive that. You know what I mean? Sometimes no, <laughs> no. But um, you know, the it's kind of like fighting. You, you know, it's like you think like you're a tough guy. You know, until it comes down to well, like what you're actually the skill. Of, yeah, and like, you know, what are you skilled at? Like, you know, me, I'm like, I can't fight my way out of a paper box, but. People can get mad and they fight. You know, that's right. the thing. But being able to handle yourself with different moves and skill is the biggest thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I've been in plenty of skirmishes, but I, you know, I've lived on my athletic ability and my power. So, you know, I've fucking body slammed people and thrown them against walls and. Yeah. Using that, it's one thing. I, I think of it like if I get in a skirmish, you know, like. I'm the one that was playing some big time ball and yeah. handling somebody in a drill. Uh-huh. Like you're not athletic enough to take me. That was my mind. Yeah, my right. Mindset, you're like, right? fuck, let's go. Yeah, and then you just fucking you gorilla fucking. Right, you know, right. As Joe Rogan would say, when you get in the ring with somebody that knows what they're doing and they keep space on you, that's another story. You're just like, oh, I'm kind of fucked. Like my my only thing I'm going to be able to do is bum rush this guy, get my hands on him, get him to the ground. Right. right? But now, you know, you've got so many dudes that are training and, you know, it's like jujitsu, and there's some really skilled guys out there. And those guys wouldn't engage you to begin with because they know that you're a piece of shit. So anyway, I'm um, going back to what I was saying about uh, doing this triathlon thing. It's more of a bucket list thing. And I was talking to a couple of my buddies that I played ball with a long time ago. And, um, you know, they're, they've got families and stuff. I, you know, not me. I'm a single guy and all that shit. But they've got dad body. And we, you know, we have like this idea that we're still competent did you know that the dad body is the is the new lazy <laughs> i thought it was i thought it was synonymous i thought it was and that just means you're lazy yeah you know people are like yeah. oh, i got a dad body you're like no no no. you're just a lazy fuck you're a fat fuck no yeah yeah i think i think i just butter and put it on fucking pepperoni pizza i love it because i'm a fat fuck <laughs> i got so i've been blessed with metabolism that's just fucking Dude, you're fucking, you're my Joe Rogan, man. Dude, I try. Yeah, yeah, you, you look good. You got the sleeves and stuff. I put the sleeves on. If I if I got tatted up with sleeves, I'd, I'd probably look like a fucking Easter Bunny. So. Nah, no, nah, you'd look good, man. You'd look good. Well, you know, I appreciate that. No, you don't look bad at all, dude. You're fine. Thank you. I think I, I got some faith that you will kill this triathlon. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm stoked about it because it gives me uh, something to, uh, I wouldn't say shoot for, but it's, you know, the competitive nature that I have so, from back in the day. So so do you do a lot of swimming right now? Or, or you- no, I, I just started. Um, I'm doing a whole bunch of small cardio. When I say small cardio, I'm going to the gym and I'm getting on the treadmill. I'm putting it on like five and coming straight up and I'm, and I'm, I'm hilling it. Yep. There you go. I get off. I hit the pool. I swim seven or eight laps until I get gassed, mm-hmm. come back, do the same thing. And I do that like five times. Okay. So and when I, when I say small, it's getting me used to having my lungs blow in and out at the top of its peak. Yes. And especially if you, I don't know if you, if you, you haven't swam in a while, like, you know. And I haven't swam in like probably 10 years. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things like. It sucks. I, I have and I. No, it could be fun. No, I love it, but I'm just saying, like, I, it does suck as far as like if you're when you're really pushing for it. It's like, oh fuck, dude. 
Well, that's the thing, though. I haven't been trying to, like, push it. I'm working on... I'm not a swimmer. And so I, I've watched a few YouTube videos on triathlon guys and or ladies. And I'm just trying to get the rhythm down mm-hmm. so that I'm breathing properly. Because yes. the, when you yeah. get in the ocean, you're going to have those waves coming in. And you can't rely on that consistent water to where you're up here to the right. You put your head down and then you come up here to the left. You're going to have like waves on you. Yeah. And so that's like, that's something that you're going to have to contend with as an element. So anyway, long story short, I've been doing, like I said, short cardio um, measure just to try and get so I can get into the conversation. Yeah. So at the end of April, we'll be kicking it up. Like, you know, it'll be. It needs to be in high gear, dude. By May. By May, I'll be back in when May, I probably hopefully. probably when I go to my vacation. You need to kick it up in high gear. I'll be, I will be like Brother Rain, Wayne Kramer and Rob Tyner and the guys. We're gonna have to kick out the gems. Yeah, motherfuckers. That'll be good though, man. You'll be. It's exciting. I'm excited about it because I'm you know it's I'm doing something and I got some goals. So no, that's a great goal to have. Um, I haven't done a somewhat of a marathon ish in about. Five years, yeah. Marathons scare me. I'm like, cause I, I'm just not a runner. No, and I did. I did um, tough mutter. How was that? Like, I, I, I've wanted to do one, but I, I don't climb well. It's good to have a team. So if you can have yeah. a team, it's great because can you tag team it or? Well, they just it's it's good to help you out so you don't climb well, but maybe you can get somebody to give you a boost. Oh, I get you. Right up the top, you know, and then you pull yourself up over. Yeah, but um, it's good to have a team. Um, it was the first thing that I ever did, and it was back in 2013. Right. And I went with some friends of mine, and we ran 13 miles. With probably about 15 or so, maybe more obstacle courses. Wow, that's a lot. You can get some live wires in there and some electricity zapping you and shit. And wow, they do that? Yeah, oh yeah. Fuck, live wires. Yeah, some live wires. You get, you know, well, you ran through North Korea or what? Basically, kind of, oh. it's a, kind of a thing like that, dude. It's, with fucking it's, diverc- it's, it's like, diverculitis and fucking worms in your asshole? It felt like boot camp. And when I finished it, I was like... I think like, that's the whole point. When I finished that, you know, I got a beer. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I would hope so. I hope you got blown. Yeah, that I, too, well, I wish I... I probably did. Anyway, <laughs> I might have. Who knows? That's a lot of work. I can't remember. So what are we drinking, boss? We are drinking Bear Bottle. The Wonder Dust IPA. Wonder Dust. And, and Bear Bottle is in San Francisco. And wow. this is another 6.9. Yeah. And, it's a lager? Or? You know, no, no, this is, a, this is the Hazy IPA. Nice. This is the... Yeah, this is the Haze, babe. Hazy, hazy, hazy. Yeah. I made it out of clay. What I like about this is that they always, not always, or, or most of the time, they give you the brewer's recipe on the bottle to where you can brew the fucking beer, which is pretty rad. That's pretty cool for yeah. us beer geeks. Very I mean, I'm not going to do it, but... I will. Yeah. Have you I brewed, would. Have you brewed before? Yeah. I, I, I homebrew a lot with some of my friends right now. We're, we're kicking wow. kicking it up a notch to where we're like... Not shopping shit around, but we're like, you know, huh. I'm letting people taste what I have and what I don't have, you know, that kind of kind of about that, that kind of about, about it, yeah. But you know, it's it's been a craft that I I like to be 
so boldly, if I will, the Joe of all traits to where I do most things in life. Joe Var. You know, to where I can do. If somebody was like, you ever do that before? I was like, yes, I did that. They're like, really? Yes, I did. No, I I legit did that. Yeah, here's my I I love learning crap. I love learning stuff and how to do it. Yeah. I'm all about the process. So I like that about like life, just learning a process or a craft of some sort. That's very John Wooden of you. Yeah. And then just kind of like, even if I'm not the best at it, then I move on into sure. another craft. I'm just like, all right, let's do it. You know, like that reminds me of, uh, Miyamoto Musashi in the seven rings. You read that book? I have not. No. Yeah. It, he was a samurai samurai that allegedly never lost a, uh, smells fruity. Yeah. It smells like, Dare I say I read the label apricots? It kind of does smell like that, though. A little bit, but it smells to me. Fuck. It's good, though. Yeah, it's pretty tropical. It's, I don't know. It's pretty fruity. Yeah. It's, it's tasty. So anyway, so, the, the yeah, samurai book. Yeah, so Miyamoto Musashi. Again, thanks, Joe Rogan, for, you know. Preferred. That motherfucker turns on everybody to a bunch of things. Dude. He reads a lot of I shit. He smokes a lot yeah. of dope and he reads a lot of shit. I know, I love it. But he, but he fucking is just interesting shit. That guy is probably the biggest meathead, but super knowledgeable about everything. Well, he, you know, he reads a lot and he, um, he, he walks the walk. Yeah, so he does. And if he doesn't know it, he's like. Pfft. Yeah, he I goes. Don't, I don't know. He never talks shit. This is the coolest thing about him. He's well, like, yeah. I don't. I, I'm not gonna fucking talk a bunch of shit if I don't know it. Yeah, and I, you'll I think, know that it's that he's like quiet when like there's somebody that he's like interviewing that he like yeah. kind of like I'm learning. I'm soaking in what you're 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 well, taking like, out. Yeah, he'll have like Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, Dr. Ron Patrick, somebody never heard of that he has on quite frequently, and she's she's fantastic. She's an MD and PhD in um, fucking food psychology or whatever the fuck she does, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's. I mean, it's just things that you can take away and be like, I might want to try that. Yeah, exactly. You know? And and so um, and kind of switching gears to, to to the political side of things. Um, well, let's talk. Let's talk about the book first. The, the, no, okay. That, yeah, the, let's let's the, go back the, to that. All right. So, so we book, don't lose the audience. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Sorry. No. No. <laughs> like this. Yeah, we get guy, sidetracked. What that. an asshole. Um, no. So basically, it's just it's it's the book of five rings, and it's basically chronicling. Um, Miyamoto Musashi, his life as a samurai who never lost a battle, mm. allegedly. Um, and then he was also well, a painter, yeah. a writer, philanthropic, you know, philanthropic, and you know, whatever ways he could be in that time. I don't remember the time frame, but you know, maybe 17, 18, no, way back before that, like 1400s, whatever. But the point is, is that the dude like went out and did all kinds of shit. Yeah. And he wasn't afraid to try anything because he was trying to distill the essence of his own life. Okay. And so yeah. I thought I thought that was something that was really uh, really cool. So I you know, I've read the book a few times and it's uh it's quite compelling. It it touches me um in the sense that I doesn't it lets me know that I don't have any limits. Very true. Very true. And I think that's important. And you know, in like uh, in the segue, you know, I was gonna segue into politics, uh, certainly not on purpose, but just what's on my mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. I can't think of a time in my life that it's ever it's been so hard to live in, you know, um, in terms of like what to make of what direction we're going with our country and all that kind of stuff. It's uh it's it's some crazy times. Like we got a president that just says anything that comes into his mind. 
and then he busted out on Twitter, and he's willing to engage anybody. Uh, like his reality show is his life, and, and we're that's, living. That's kind of what I think. Um, is the way his presidency is rolling? Is it's a it's it's a show. It's a it's just everything. It's a reality. It's show. a reality show. It's that. I don't want to say it's a joke, but it kind of is. At the it's same a caricature time. of what you think. Yeah, I think or what it should be. I guess I don't know. I mean, it's. I felt like at this time I was like somebody's pulling a fast one on me, and the world is not serious at the moment. Oh, well, as far as America goes, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like it's. I feel like I'm in a weird movie. Uh, speaking of which, that. Ah, the fuck is that movie called with robin williams where he's the comedian and he becomes the president oh yeah yeah um god that was good lewis black was in that too yeah it was uh I it was really good that was great it was a really good movie yeah man of the year i think man, it was of, year. man, man of the year it's yeah. yeah, so a man of the year reminded me of that mm-hmm. when and robin williams was just like i wasn't supposed to win that was a joke like i was just fucking around yeah and then you know it would be now people were taking me seriously and I, I feel like I, I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and I feel like he's uh, doing what he's always done, and we're just supposed to take him seriously. But we, no, we're not. We can't. And the 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 yeah. and, and I John Stewart made a great point as he always does with a, you know depending on yeah the guy's a great guy yeah and he was you know his thing is like you know. The country has been through civil war. The oh, country yeah. has been through, um, you know, World War II, Vietnam, the Kennedy assassination. But there's so, the, I mean, this country in general has been through genocide so much. And, absolutely. You know, it's just fucking ridiculous. We're going to be fine. You know, nothing, nothing can break really the will of the American people. However, it's hard to swallow politics now and you know it's like i think the system is broken and i think that it's you know things you know everybody's just so bought and paid and it's gore vidal had said that a long time ago it's like by the time somebody reaches the presidency they've been bought and sold like 12 times yeah i mean i just i feel like that you know as far as politics go in the world goes it's kind of a it's it's kind of a joke to me sometimes where people take the world too seriously sure but everybody is you know just trying to to make money is the thing yeah people are just trying you know to be popular to have power to make money yeah that's kind of what it is and i i never want to be like that i'm just i always just look at that shit and just be like well that was stupid what the fuck are you even talking about? Like, these people are, you know, building fucking walls and shut the fuck up. Yeah, so, I mean, are you that stupid? They're out of their fucking minds. Are you, yeah, you're out of your fucking mind, even yeah. for suggesting such things on invisible lines in the first fucking place. There's no borders. My, I love punk rock. I'm a no borders kind of fucking people. Like, absolutely. You can tread wherever the fuck you want. If you are not from this country, who cares? 
Yeah, it's, I think, but and it's all and it's all bullshit. It's like you know, fucking borders and culture. Oh, well, culture you want to respect because it's, culture is great. Culture is culture, but it's not defined by lines. No, really. culture is an uh, an uh, upbringing. A, a culture is uh, something that you grew up on, right? And it's right? something that something that your family has has. Uh, it's not a code, but it's just like a. It's a way. I think it's a way of life. Yeah. You're like the way of the warrior, man. You're a fucking ninja. You are the way of the motherfucking world. That's right. And you are this... I am King Leonidas, you son. You are fucking King Leonidas, yes. You are... And Xerxes... This. Fuck. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> For sure. No offense to my Persian friends. No, no, no. It's just a, it's a, it's a movie quote. Yeah. So. But to me, like, I'm going to quote fucking... But Buffy right now. It's going to be hilarious. The Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, dude. Like, yep. where somebody suggested, like, the world thing, and she was like, don't tread on me. She's like, like, how are you not going to tread on the earth, right? Like, it was a legit, like, <laughs> fucking valley girl thing, and I was like... Sarah Michelle Geller. No, that was... No, no, this one, no. the movie. So this is... Oh, uh, the movie. Oh, my bad. So, so this is... Um, Wow. Fucking uh Rob, shut the fuck up. What is her name? Oh, uh I'm blanking. I'm having a, a brain fart. Still a great quote. Kristen though. Kristen Stewart. No fuck. Damn. Kristen Bell. No. Stewart might be closer, but I don't think that's the name. It's 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 not her. It's like she was in um the the chase with uh Charlie Sheen. Oh uh, fuck, what the hell is her name? Buffy the Vampire Slayer, fuck. Yeah. yeah, I'm usually pretty good at this kind of shit. Kristen, I don't know. Anyway, it'll come to us somebody. Later. Yeah, Maybe not. for the movie buff, me and you probably. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, yep. Because that's my thing. I love. Uh, I've come here to chew bubble gum and kick, kick some ass. ass. And, I'm, and all I'm all out of bubble, bubble gum. gum. And I got these fucking glasses that make you look like my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> love it, dude. That's my. I, they live. Yeah, I try. I turn people onto that movie too, and they're like, dude, John, it's a John great Carpenter, movie. John Carpenter, fuck yeah, John Carpenter, dude, it dude, rules, dude, John Carpenter, he yeah. fucking, fucking scripted Halloween, but and, and he was such a creepo, but cool that he was banging Adrian Barbeau when she was hot in like 1981, dude, but, yeah. because because he's the fucking man, and dude, he he's just, a great guy. He's like he's like Stanley of horror, dude, and he just he writes, directs, and does the score, yeah. He's a motherfucking triathlon. He is the triathlon. If He's there was Carpenter, anything, and he smokes. If if there and was, he doesn't give a fuck. If there was anything that I could do on my bucket list, it was to be John Carpenter. If I could write, direct, yeah. and then score my own film, yeah. Goddamn, I would just fucking love Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, because that's well, what I do. See my poster. Yeah. Saw that. <laughs> well, you know what Jack Burton says. At a time like this, old Jack always says. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to uh, treading on the earth. It's like no yeah. borders, no boundaries kind of thing for politics. It's like I think it's a weird world where we're given restrictions on things that like shouldn't really fucking matter that much. I don't think – well, I think it matters to like people in control. But we have such – like okay, so we're sitting here doing this podcast. Yeah. And it's such a free form form of art. And Absolutely. you know we can we can start our own businesses through a phone. We can um, I mean music is I think it's such a great point in history 
that I'm I'm not really a big pop star fan or anything like that, but you can have a kid that lives in like Roanoke, Virginia, who is the next Justin Timberlake, who's a song and dance kid, right? Uh-huh. Yep. May or like the next Bruno Mars, and those two guys are so talented. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not down with their music because it's just not my thing, but I can respect that talent. And you can For have sure. somebody like um, you know that lady, uh, that lady who won American Idol one year. The the she certainly wasn't the the she was a bit on the homely side. Susan Boyle. Uh-oh. Who had that great voice. You right, know? right, And right. anyway, the point is that like... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking I about. I mean, but she had some talent and it was mined because of, you know, a new concept. Now, you know, that was... American Idol has been cut and packaged so much that it's, you know, ridiculous. But the point is, I think that... Uh, I, I was listening to Henry Rollins about a few years ago. And he's like... Somebody asked him about the state of music. And he goes, I think the state of music right now is awesome. Because he was like talking about... A punk band from Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. you know, that's singing about what's going on there. Exactly. You know, you the locals doing local things. Right. And punk it's just like started in Zimbabwe. These, these kind of times remind me of the Reagan era, era a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, that's certain people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Trying to bring back that Eisenhower white picket fence bullshit. No. And it's just like, you know what? Fuck you. This is bullshit. We're going to start our own shit. Yeah. And now we have the ability to broadcast. You know, from a public, you know, a public venue. Yeah. We have the ability to compose and write. And we can touch so many different people in different ways that are, um, you know, dare we say unregulated. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's, to me, that's that's the essence of punk. It's like, I want to do this. I wrote a song called Deja Vu Feel Like Shit in 1986. And there's, there's it's just Deja Vu Feel Like Shit. And I sing it like 15 times. Yeah. I know how to play two chords. And I'm going to piss off my neighbors. And that's all you need. That's all you need. It's just like... That's how need. I started. Two, yeah. Jim two, Jaramouche. Two chords. Jim Jaramouche is like, you take a fucking concept, you put some words to it, you put some chords to it, and then you just let it rip. I think that might be the best quote for sure with that. Let because it rip. Because that's all you need. You need a fucking concept, a couple of chords, and yeah. you let it rip. And if you can let fucking... If you can... Uh, free your mind or and fucking just belt out and let everybody know that you're fucking pissed off because this shit is happening. Yeah. That's punk rock. Well, listen, I, I'm i a big Detroit sound guy and uh, we're talking like 67, 68 through like 75. And uh, you heard of the band called Death? Mm. Yeah. The three black dudes, right? From, um, from Detroit. Detroit, yeah, yeah. Politicians Which, in my mind. One of the greatest songs. Awesome shit. Awesome shit. I mean, they're like, the Bad Brains are one of my favorite bands of all time. Bad Brains from DC, dude. Fucking killer. Fucking HR and the boys. But these guys, Death, like, they just fucking played. And And that was 70 something, right? That was 73. Yeah, that was really early on. Yeah. And um, they they did a song, Politicians in My Mind. It's just, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Like, talking about the the Nixon administration. Yeah, you know that kind of shit, and that's the kind of stuff that really, you know, I, I don't know what it is about that whole Detroit sound. The MC Five, my all-time favorite band, um, the Stooges. The I mean, Stooges, dude. Rock yeah. Power, um, Funhouse, some of the greatest albums of all time, in my opinion. They they had a lot of lot of hardship. A lot of uh, interesting things have gone in in Detroit. Yeah, it's uh, a hard even, town. Even to migrate up to Chicago, like so, even from. Um, 
you know, I felt like, so when the, so when the flood or when that happened from uh, Louisiana and they had the flood up to the Mississippi. So, yeah. So when all the blues went from mm-hmm. uh, Memphis or not Memphis, um, Mississippi and Louisiana yeah. all the way up to Chicago. Yeah. It kind of spread, you know, and music is a big, so that is a big music belt. To me, going yeah, up, it goes yeah, up. Yeah. It goes from New Orleans to Chicago. I think and it was then a it gravel spreads bed, out. You know, that just had so much depth to it. Yeah, that you had, you know, Zeppelin in Black Sabbath. You when you hear like Plant and Page and Ozzy and Tony oh, yeah. and Naomi, they're tapping they're, in. They're tapping in. Well, they're talking about like they they would go get like Howlin' Wolf records. Yeah, you know, and they're like, I want to play like that or Robert Johnson records, dude. Exactly. You know, and, and Led Zeppelin is notorious for allegedly ripping everything off, but. You I know, know, yeah, I've heard, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, come on, Days and Confused, 1976, when they went to New York and they did Song Remains the same, that, and it was filmed, and Paige was out of his mind. I mean, he, like, Days and Confused, and he... Well, he, and the, the same thing... Out of like, his mind. That, that wasn't Robert Johnson, that was Jimmy Page. And they're not, they're not, they're not ripping people off. It's like... The fact that they were like borrowing chords or doing it was more people, of an people homage, always, I think. Well, people always will do that. Sure. It's how just, can you not? Too, how can you what, not? Be, what you listen to? How can you not? How can I not be inspired by Joe Rogan? Yeah. You know how can I not be inspired by, by Adam Carolla? Somebody yeah. who has done something already, right? Inspiration keeps us fucking alive. Keeps us doing things. Right. Keeps the 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 fucking lower man on the bottom. Uh, Pushing for the top, you know. It's what like mean? a moth to a flame. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you just, you know, you're like, I'm doing a podcast, and I'm like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. And it's like I want to be part of that. I've been wanting to do a podcast forever, but I'm thinking like, well, who wants to listen to my dumbass talk? That's, I thought that when I started the podcast, it, but it's not. Nobody gives a shit about me, right? And that, and I think that that in itself is the wrong approach. I think it's it just is. more. Like, we're doing something that we like to do. It's punk rock is what it, it is. It is punk rock. Because, you know, my first my it, my first thought on podcasting and what I always wanted to do, but it's hard to do now with, with uh, legal rights and, and things like that. It's like, <coughs> you know, Excuse I got I, I to do my own music. You know, I got sure. to I I play my own things, right? So, But be, that makes you more creative. Exactly. But that's what I love about it. Yeah, I love being creative. My, my, I fucking just want to be creative. Right. Pump up the volume. Movie inspired me so much as a young kid to want to be like that. Yeah. To have a, a, a pirate radio show. To be like, here's a, so here's a dangerous. song for my buddies, The Descendants. And you just fucking let it rip, and you're like, da da da. You know, it's like, yeah. I love that movie. I love that whole concept. And that's what I, I wanted to have a pirate radio station to where, like, man, nobody have, nobody has to listen to me. Can you imagine? It's like, just on the air. Can you imagine, so, like, being able to do that? Like, all right, um, here's the replacement stink. Can you play the whole album? Right? Just fucking ba-boom. Yeah. Or if I was just like, if I had real freedom and I was just like, you know what? Let's play the song right now, and I'll sit back. And I'll just hit the song, right? Uh, like KCRW. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let's just hit a fucking song right now. But with copyrights. But and copyrights and, you know, people, I can't do that. So it's like, I have to do, do my own thing. Well, I think the next thing is, is in, for all you listeners out there, what if we wrote our own songs and fucking played them? That's what I do. And then sit back and go, let's talk about that. That's what I do. 
and I'm down to do that anytime. Here we go. Anytime. Yeah. So anytime you want to hang out and fucking write songs, I will do that. Which I is that, love that to intro that. that intro song I wrote today, which was nothing. Fucking beautiful. Which was nothing. It took me thirty minutes to write that. That's I maybe it's the essence of what we should be doing. Yes, it, and you're like I've been doing it, motherfuckers. Well, <laughs> I've been slacking. You know, I've been been a bit. I've been a. I've been being. I've been being a bitch about shit. And writing music. I don't think if you was a bitch, I think maybe your time's a little constrained. It is. I do have the timing issues of working. And, Joe, you know, stop being a bitch. Stop, be- stop being a My bitch. My inner bitch is being a bitch. Yeah. And you I have to fucking knock it off. And yeah. Just fucking start playing. Fuck and, that bitch and let's get going. And I'm like, I know. I, I play all these things. And I'm like, it, it it doesn't take me long to pick. my. Some of my best friends would always say, like, you are the best improv to music that I've ever been around. Dude, I love that. And I was like, I take that to heart because I was just like, you know, I would I would always we would always play something. Yeah. And then I would improv something and I'm like, okay, now we need to work it out. So we would get oh, it solid down the so paper. Like dope. they're like, dude, whatever that melody was was fucking killer. And I'd right. be like, all right, I need to hold on to that essence, so let's play it again. Do it. And be like the drum beat is Right, and then we fucking roll into something like, all right, bass kicking. I'm like, all right, now I'll bring in the vocals, and yeah. I'm like, let me just do something. They're like, whatever that was, dude, fucking do it again. I'm like, all right, yeah, and, that's and then how I got to, and then I got to keep remembering all that shit. And I'm like, okay, it was like this, and they're like, uh, it was better last time. What did you do? I was like, I don't know. We should have hit record. Always hit record. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like, some things you can't recapture. Some you can't. Sometimes lightning in a bottle. It is, and I and I think that I could, and I can't capture it. I'm just like, I'm like. It was yeah. better, and I don't know what it was, but it was like it was a fucking G note to an A, and I didn't, I missed it. You know, whatever yeah. my window was, I was like, fuck. You know, whatever. yeah, it's something. You, yeah, it's like it just goes off in the wind. Yeah, but but I, I always took to the heart to my friends who were saying like, you're the best at improv music when you were when we we're singing or, or writing a song, right? And I was always trying to be original. I, I so I very rarely play covers. I do a, a couple of covers here, you know, once in a while. Yeah. But I love to do original shit. I want to be original. I don't want to be another cover band. I don't want to be well. I mean, nothing you know, like I don't want to listen to any, I don't want to listen to myself. You exactly. Know, like like talking about. I don't want to. I don't want to learn how to play the drums and play the wontong song every fucking day. But, uh, those but, are great triples, but I could do something else that I think. But it's a good bait. It's a good core. Core. It's, it's a, a great core, core. active. You but know, so it's like you. What if I that. turn that inside out? Right, right. You know, so like it's that. all that practicing to do. But you're like, yeah, I don't need to hear how I'm practicing. I need to hear what I can do with it. Right, exactly. Right? Like invert it. Yeah, you know, like exactly. Uh, I had the I had the pleasure of meeting Danny Carey, unbeknownst to me, a long time ago, when I was in L.A. After I got married, we moved down to L.A. and uh, I had a job. My my lady got a job. You know, down in the Silver Lake area. And um, I was waiting for her to get off work on an afternoon. She's working at lunch. And uh, I went to this uh, this German bar in Silver Lake. And I'm sitting next to this dude. And um, I'm I'm impatient. And I'm like, fuck, I just wanted to get off. I, I don't know. Maybe I want to fuck her. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Something so, like that. Um, and there's this fucking big oaf sitting next to me. And I'm kind of looking at him I'm like, this guy's kind of weird. He's wearing a uh, Kansas Jayhawk shirt. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't really want to talk to anybody because 
you know, I just want to get home. Yeah, yeah. So we start rapping, and we're having these fucking steins of beer and sausages or whatever. Start talking to this cat about basketball because it was it was tournament time. Yeah. In um for NC two A basketball, and I'm like, man, this guy's fucking cool. And he's like, hey, you're into music, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I fancy myself. I always want to be a drummer. I love jump on him, blah blah. Of course. And he goes, why well, I, I drum? And I was like, all right, cool. Meanwhile, dumbass me, like Tool is one of my favorite bands. Oh yeah. So I have no idea that this six foot five elf is fucking Danny Carey. Is the is the drummer for? He's the drummer for Tool. Right. And um, about an hour and a half in, we were fucking soaking it up, and I figured it out. And they go, you're fucking Danny Carey. He's like, I appreciate the fact that you just realized that. And I was like, I go, dude. I said, oh, it's an honor, you know. And he's like, dude, don't do that. Because I thought, I love the fact that like you kind of looked me over, and you're just like, I might even fucking hit this guy. He goes, I love the fact that you just didn't give a shit. And I'm like, all right, well, I had to say what I said, said because I'm such a huge fan, and I'll sit there and try and emulate you. You know, because I've always wanted to be not you, but I want to be a drummer. Right, right. But instead, God put me on this plan to hit curveballs and crush quarterbacks. So, you know. That's what you did. Yeah, right. And so, but it was such a great, like, interaction. And he um, signed a napkin for me, which I don't give a shit about. Went out to his car, and he had had posters for, that's just when they released 10,000 Days. So it was like, oh, six. Signed it, gave me a couple of sticks. And I'm like, oh, it was great. But I, it was more like I was hanging out with the bro instead of Danny Carey from Tool. Right. You, and, met, you, and, met, you met this dude at the bar. Yeah. It was a cool guy. And you were like, didn't give a shit that you were anybody. I had a good time. And all of a sudden, I found out later-ish that you were this person. Right. I was like, man, that and, guy is a super cool. He's, he was, cool he was, he's just a down-to-earth guy. He's from yeah. Kansas. Of course. So he, you know, he's like, he, he goes, hey, look. So we're not going to do anything for a long time. So check out Pick Me Love Circus. And I'm like, all right. So that's his other band. Oh, cool. That he plays in or he played in. And it was great, you know. So nice. that was kind of my story with uh, touching. And I met a few people in L.A. when I was playing ball, too. So it was kind of cool. But his was the most poignant because, like, I really do, like, I was a bit starstruck after he told me. <laughs> it happened. I mean, it had, that happens when you when you get when you like didn't know that that was that person. You're like, yeah. how did I not know that? Well, because they're not a real visual band anyway. And, you know, it's like yeah, you, tool, unless you see you them, will not see tool. People don't even know what Maynard looks like half the time. Right, and he loves he's a lead way. fucking singer. Yeah, he, he loves, loves it that way. way. Yeah, for sure. And he makes one in Arizona. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm still waiting for their album to come out, but you know who knows when that's going to happen. When it'll drop. Yeah. Uh, gonna take a. Yep. Quick pee bake. Eh? All right, back again. All right. So I'm letting so, you pick the beer. So I decided. You know that coffee fucks me up. I'm going to hate coffee. Are we doing a coffee stump? No, it's a porter. Nice. Or no, actually, it's a brown ale. A brown ale. It is One a part malt, brown. malt beverage with coffee and cocoa nibs. Wow. 8.5 port brewing. Hey, hey. So. Port Brewing. Port I, I'm familiar with them. I haven't had their shit in a while. Yeah, so I've had this one for a little while because I was like, eh, that's good. But that's got some. Uh, that's got some. Yeah, I'm gonna have to sip on that one. Yeah, it'll be a nice closer. Yeah, this is the closer for us. So it'll be a nice. Uh, the uns closer. Change. It'll be a change. 
especially a brown ale. Since we did all IPAs, it'll be a nice mix. Right. That we can change it up. It's a change up. You know, those change up balls. Yeah, you threw a circle change, and I froze me and struck my ass out. I was like, whoa, I didn't expect that coming. You bitch, I like it. I, I like, like where, it. I like where you're coming from. It's kind of like the shocker. <laughs> didn't <laughs> see, see that I coming. I didn't see that pinky, man. Where'd you bring that pinky up? Wow, yeah. that's a big pinky. That's a big... It's like Al's pinky. Fucking huge. Ooh, I just <laughs> threw up in my mouth. <laughs> and it smells like it. cocoa nibs and coffee. Yeah. Shout out to Lady Dawn on this one. She might like this one. So, yeah, so this is, let me uh, introduce this. This is Port Brewing Board Meeting. Mm. This is a brown ale, malt beverage with coffee and cocoa nibs. It's an 8.5 on the Richter scale. Wow. And this is from San Marcos, California. San Marcos. San Marcos. So, yeah. Down south. Yeah, so. uh, Those fuckers, uh, this is pretty tasty. Is that it? Let me try it. Try it up. Got a great aroma. It smells like Maya Angelou's mates. Maybe not. It is tasty. Yeah, it's, it's pretty very good. Very tasty. It's got some uh, nice balance on it. Yeah. Well, I'm fan. I like it. I mean, I'm not going to break it down like a Cicerone that I'm supposed to be, but, you know. Nah. But it's nice. Motherfuckers make some good beer. Make some good beer. Nice poor brew. Yeah. I like yeah. It. I like it. Hey, like man. It. Thanks for having me. In. Hey. Thanks for being on the podcast, man. I yeah, really appreciate it's, it. It's my pleasure. It's uh, like I said, it was a, uh, you know, I missed you that last week, and you know, it's all right. But um, it's there's always cool. time to reschedule. That's my thing. Well, yeah, but I want to be East Coast about shit and get shit done because uh, you that's know. what I do. I drive. Yeah, you know, I'm like, get in, let's go. Got to be there. Get in, get in the car. Get the car. Yeah. We're going. We're going. So, Joe, what's uh, what's uh, Let's uh, let's flip the script a little bit. What do you got yeah. going on musically? What are you thinking of doing? Or you got any plans? Or I don't have any plans right now for for doing music. I got um, what I'm doing with the podcast, and I try to do these loops, or I do these like, you know, whatever. Bits. Like, uh, I kind of go back and forth between the acoustic and metal and punk, and yeah. you know, I have this super. So let's talk about that. Sure. I have a really big diversity when it comes to me. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of things that I like, you know, I don't like, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of stuff I do like. But when I play music for myself, I love playing acoustic, but I also like to fucking rock and roll. And I fucking love jamming out with like big, bold, distortion, fast yeah. drums and. It ain't no good without the bottom. Yeah. Um, So, let's talk about our our loves for let's do let's do top three. Okay. No, you know what? Let's let's go. Let's do a little bit bolder than that. We can we can kind of go through it fast anyway. Sure. Let's talk about bolderness of let's see top five everything. Top five everything. It doesn't have to be punk rock. It doesn't right. have to be metal, right? Rock and roll, pop, oh, whatever. Okay. Uh, top five. Uh, top five things that maybe have just influenced you or become the soundtrack to your life. Wow, maybe. that's a great. You know what? That's that's a that's a tough question. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Um, and we'll start with number five and work our way down. So you know, don't five you know, our, our way down or yeah, way yeah. Down, whatever. Something okay. that comes to your mind. You're like um, yeah. five. I, okay, we'll just um, original Black Sabbath. 
um, that sludgy, like that, da, na, na, and um, the depth of um, the rhythm section. I, in my opinion, uh, Geezer Butler and Bill Ward, one of the all-time great rhythm sections of, of all time. Yes. Have, did you see Black Sabbath when they were here? I, I have not. I You know, here's the shitty part, Joe. Like, I... I haven't been to a whole lot of shows in my life. Which, oh, no way. Yeah, which is kind of a drag. And, then, you know, I don't really know why. You know, I, I, I've been to a few shows when I was in high school and I was uh, growing up in that uh, that Black Flag, the late Black Flag era, um, social distortion and uh, suicidal tendencies. And I kind of knew some of those dudes from, like, going to high school and in downtown L.A. and knowing some skater guys. Uh, kind of knew them. Um, I got a buddy, Larry Temez, who uh, played... Uh, Played bass for, uh, was it Poison Idea? I don't know. When I was in Santa Rosa, I met him. And shout out to Larry. I haven't seen him in a while, babe. But, you know, he he's turned me on some shit. Like, he, he toured with uh, some pretty heavy guys. He's a great bass player. Nice. Um, skater, bass player. And, yeah. You know, we're about the same age. He's about 48. All right. And uh, he turned me on to shit lately, like... Um, Fucking uh, the sword. The sword. Oh, the sword would, is great, dude. Dude, the sword the would sword. be uh, okay. So number five is Sabbath, Old Sabbath. Yeah. The sword newbie to me, like number four for sure. They got right a there similar. And, you know, the sword has a similar Aussie sound. Yeah, they do. And they're late on the game because Black Sabbath is way back then. I know, but, but Age of Winters is one of my favorite albums of all time, cover to cover. Yeah, but it was to say, but. It really has a fucking killer sound that it captures sometimes. I think of, they capture the instance of, of, of old Sabbath. Something that you need. It's a cleaner Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. Old something Sabbath. that you need right now. It's like, that's that's what I needed. I need I needed that in my life. Absolutely. I needed, uh, I needed good rock and roll. Well, I mean, it took the place of or, just being like, even you know. Or a little bit more uh, crusty metal. I needed some metal. Old. I need 70s metal. I needed shit that was dusted off. They pulled it out and they polished it. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. In uh like I said, that Age of Winners is kind of like a clutch kind of thing. Like clutch. Oh, I'm a big clutch fan too. I so mean, clutch reminds me of the sword, which reminds me of Ozzy. So yeah. it goes from to me it goes the clutch or, or to me it goes Ozzy, clutch, and then the sword. Yeah, yeah. From that on that genre. Yeah, yeah. Um the third one's a little bit of a curveball, and it's because of where I, I, I grew up. I'm from Pasadena. And I saw Van Halen when I was 10. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was yeah. like 1979. And they were playing a garage or something just before they got real big or they were getting big or whatever. Maybe it was 78. And um, I saw Eddie Van Halen play at the Old Town Pub in Pasadena. And I'm trying to remember why I was there because I was fucking 10 or 9 or whatever. But I think it was like with one of my uncles or something. And they're yeah. like, you got to check this out. Yeah, I would take you to this. It's going to be cool. Yeah, so I saw him and, you know, Van Halen 1 and Van Halen 2, the the symbol, you know, the logo. Oh, yeah. That became like uh, like power. You know, it's like, oh, they're fucking bad. Yeah. Like, you really got me. Um, you know, Eruption, of course. That's a uh-huh. legendary thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're, they're just that, they were just different, but they were heavy. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so I was down <laughs> with that. Um, so number three. Coming on Van Halen. Yeah, Van Halen number three. <clears throat> um, this num- is great. I mean, I fucking love Van Halen. I mean, Eddie set the stage for a lot of things. I think he changed the game on how uh, he how definitely he changed guitar. the game. Yeah, he definitely changed the game on the guitar playing. Game. Yeah, he, for sure. He nobody spawned- nobody played like that. No, and just when uh, when David would be like, 
talk, like being like a talkie, like hey Eddie, word word, you like like doing all the talk, like that was shit was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Nobody nobody does that. One break coming up, yeah, Unchained, you know. Like Unchained would be well, it's Jay Moore, a podcaster himself. You know, he starts with Unchained, you know, to to segue his podcast. Ah, but he's Jay Moore, and he and he paid for those rights or whatever. Right, he's got money. He's got some money. But I mean, you know, he's a big Van Halen guy. But uh, yeah, so Van Halen's three. Led Zeppelin is a uh, is kind of a two one a. The first album that my dad bought me. I was six or seven years old, and I was so into Kiss because of oh. like, yeah, because I grew up in the seventies. Yeah, so, so you're the Kiss, the Kiss Army. The Kiss Army, yeah, had all the shit. Whatever they 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 produced, I had to have it. Nice. So the um, the Destroyer album um, was to me was fucking Jesus, you know. Yeah, of course. But then the old band's like, uh, it wasn't the first album that I owned. I had just heard it, you yeah. know, and so. Um, he's like, I'm gonna take you to my record shop. He was a big record collector. Gotcha. And uh, he's like, I'm gonna go buy Marty Robbins, and you're gonna go buy whatever you want. He's like, get whatever you want. So for whatever reason, I picked up the Led Zeppelin II album. I don't nice. even know why. So I brought it home, and I listened to it, and I probably didn't stop listening to it for like six months. The Lemon Song, like every single like drop, ramble on. Thank you, living, loving. It's just a you know, living, loving, made, heartbreaker. Like I know from fucking top to bottom. Yeah. And so I would put Zeppelin as number two. Nice. That's a that's a bold choice. I love it. Yeah, but it's a great choice. Moving into the number one slot. Yeah. Without question, is the MC5. The MC5, um, kick out the jams, motherfucker, rambling really? rose. Yeah, and it was just their power. Uh, and the times that they were growing, that they were, um, you know, it was 66, 67, 68. Yeah. You got the Vietnam War. They're yeah. from Detroit. Um, the Black Panther Party was becoming prominent and challenging the U.S. government and, and, and the white society. Like, fuck you. Why don't you do something to answer us? And the MC5 were like, okay. So they started the White Panther Party. Right. And it was, it was like a homage to... Hey man, fuck the war. Why don't you just like listen up and listen to the people to what they're saying and just, you know, have some sort of peaceful agreement here. Yeah. But they did it, you know, because of um the Stooges used to go down from they would drive down from Flint or wherever they were from to go listen to the MC5 practice. Yeah. Cuz they had I mean Rob Tyner was the lead singer, brother Wayne Kramer, my favorite guitarist of all time. Um, fast, uh, Fred Sonic Smith, Patty Smith's boyfriend and mm-hmm. husband. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the drummer, I can't, his name escapes me, but they, uh, machine gun, uh, whatever his name was, but that the power and what they had to say, and they went out and just played, um, the MC five was a huge influence on me, you know, even to this day. And it, it goes beyond like kick out the jams, motherfuckers. Yeah. Because to say that back then and put it on an album, right? That was like that's a big deal. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a big fucking deal. So um, just to, and just the way they would play, you know. I mean, I I probably YouTube them like three four times a week. Nice. Um, a song looking at you um, when they were playing at Wayne State back in 1971. Um, just you know Wayne Kramer and 
they were just fucking badass. Dude, totally. <laughs> Excuse me. So that that would be my five. Um, it's a little, uh, you know, it's my five. So well, that's I, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you great. know, I could sit here and say, I, you know, there's a there's like another fifteen bands, like. Of course, you know we we could be here all night talking about it. That I mean that that could be our uh, that could have been our whole podcast just talking about music all day. Yeah, you know and, what and, I mean. And, I mean, there's that, so much to talk about. But not only that, but what like music has done to me in my life. Yeah, and how I've governed it. Are you a person of music to to me? So in my collection of no. whatever, not records but CDs, because so. I'll talk about vinyl in a second, but uh, does it does it uh, is it a soundtrack? Do are these soundtracks to your life of like? Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like how music to me is like memories. A certain song emphatically will, will bring you back in a second. Being like, oh yeah, I could tell you tons of things about this person, that person, where I was. You know. I think songs and bands, they kind of like relate to memories of like, sure, keeps you in a timeline. You're like, what was that this time? But now it's like doing this. And oh, yeah, shit. That was like, I think it does this. something um, like something releases something in your brain that brings you back when you hear something or see something. And so the five bands that I just named off yeah. have done that through my childhood to my adult life. Yes. And they've been more of a soundtrack in terms of like my ability to do things and get things done. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So there's a flip side of that rock. The other side is like the joy division, the new order, the flock of seagulls, the heaven 17s and those types of bands. Yeah. You got, that, you got a, a number of, of amount of, that, an amalgamation of things. Yeah, uh, not just the the timeline of five so- or five bands, right? But the top five of your like. That's another. So, so that's the, another question. So so, so so the Joy Division, you know, the, you know, the, like ceremony yeah. by by New Order. Yeah, that's when like me and my high school girlfriend were like, like we were like this son, like you know, it, yeah, was, it was awesome. Exactly, we, and we we had a certain dance or you know that kind of shit. Uh huh. Yep. And then uh, yeah, like fucking memories, and you like we were like in sync with each other, like just fucking boom, totally. And I can remember being with uh, <laughs> the Surf Punks. Ah, uh, yeah. Beer Can Beach. Yep. Uh, me and my boy um, Eddie Cano bringing you up again, Puto. <laughs> we were hanging out uh, when we were listening to K Rock. Which was uh, Richard Blade was on, and he was a legendary uh, a DJ. He still is alternative music. And uh, it was either me and Eddie or me and Dale. We called into K Rock at like two in the morning, and they played um, they played Beer Can Beach by the Surf Punks, and there was a line. It's like. Uh, There's a place where we all know where all the valleys go. It's not hard to reach. Beer can beach. Do, do, oh, do, 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 yeah. Do. Right? So we, me and Eddie or me and Dale, whoever it was, we got in this argument. We were like, it's where we all know, not where we all go. Mm-hmm. And so we call up the radio station. We're fucking killing like the DJ because we got through. <laughs> right. It's like, dude, it's where we all know. And then he played it. 
And it's like where we all know. And of course, I won. Nice. And then there whoever, yeah, and they're just like, fuck you. And they had it on the radio. We're like, fuck you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really cool at two in the morning. That is cool. That's fucking, dude, that's epic. Yeah, but that's one of those stories that we're talking about that, that kind of like it, 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 there was a time capsule. That, yeah. You know, I could get into that capsule and go back there. If you would be right there. Yeah, and then I remember what we were eating, or I remember what we were drinking, Mickey's uh, fucking bombers. There you go. Which was disgusting. But, you know. We're, it is we're, what it is. We're fucking 15. So, yeah, again, like like I said, with the, those five that I love, there's a, the, you know, the time capsules are on the other side of that. It's another rock. And so, um, yeah, it was, and it was alternative. And I was a huge punk guy. Yeah. But, you know, I liked the ladies. So, I um, the times that I spent with the girls... We're more of like that new order. Peter Murphy cuts you up and that kind of shit. Yeah. And that kind of defined my high school. Okay. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny because I I like to think that, you know, it's kind of like a fan of a rainbow of my musical interest. Was you know? you, was your high school segregated like that? Um, Pretty much. Yeah. Where I went to high school, everybody was into like the alternative shit. You know, they weren't like... Like the athletes, you know, as fucking meatheads, we, right, you know, minor threat, agnostic front, um, at million dead cops. We we're like, fuck you, and, you know, minor threat. We didn't even know that at the time, but you know, it was Ian McKay and that that straight edge. Yeah, yeah, right. But bottled violence was like the thing we would play before we came out to play a game. Oh, really? Yeah, that's awesome. It was like. Do, 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 you know, with that heavy bass yeah, line? Yeah, fucking hell, yeah. Yeah, and it's like a 54-second song, but it was just like, yeah, well, fuck you. I love that, dude. That's awesome about that. That's great. Yeah, and that was kind of... and, and it's, I cool love- that, it's cool that you guys uh, were kind of about that. I mean, like... Oh, we were way about that. We, cause, we were uh, way about that because our parents were such fucking dickheads that they would like, you have to dress a certain way and blah, blah, blah. And just because right. we went to all-boys Catholic school... Like you know, we wore the um, the the khakis and the, and the polo shirts. Yeah. But we also had like nineteen inch pipes, and we're like we're you know we're fucking bench pressing fucking manhole plate covers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but exactly. We, but we were buying into that whole thing like, fucking Reagan just cut mental health care. What the fuck's wrong with him? We don't know why. Right. It's just it's just it's a. And we're living in that microcosm now. You know, by the way. Right. Of like especially here with the the veterans hospital. You know, I see it when I ride the bus, you yeah. know? Of course, yeah. And you see what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. We're like, these poor people, yeah. there's no outlet for rehabilitation. They're no. just, they're forgotten people. And, um, you know, they're just, they're like, yeah, well, they'll go down the sewer at some point. And that's and, the sad part about it. That That is the sad part about it. That, that is the, the they're sad. They're an uncared for um, part of, uh, it, you know, of society. And I think that we... Um, not again. I don't want to go down the political road, but I'll just say this real quick. I feel like the Roman Empire and today's society are a, like a mirror reflection. Well, you know what they say: history repeats itself. It tends to, but it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to, but it does. I feel like people. Well, we 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 don't all know what had happened back then. We only sure. know what we know as ourselves right we only know and who is it to corroborate all that stuff to yeah we, we only know the world we live in right we, we don't know anything about that time we can only read and maybe try to to, to understand where where they were coming from 
But that's at a different time. Yeah, it's hard to extrapolate times, too, because you don't know yeah. exactly what was going on. Like, no. you know, we're influenced by so many different things these days that, that govern our choices to move, you know, with to navigate, you know, within uh, the, the times that we live in. Yeah, and that's and that's everybody's thing. It's like the only thing that are that are keeping us afloat is beer and weed, you know, for for the most part. Um, those are like part of the two food groups, man. Yeah, the, the, yeah maybe the, maybe it like, should be in the fucking yeah you, yeah the pyramid. Yeah, what happened? Get the get get milk out of there and put fucking weed and beer in there. Yeah, milk's making me crazy. So I'll just I'll just yeah. go with the milk stout. Exactly. Put a little lactose in there. Fucking <laughs> rough. Rocking it out, do it out, yeah. I dig that. Yeah, I'll do it. Barker, we gotta get we gotta get some podcast shirts out. I'm trying to. Um, I gotta I already have the person who will do it. Yep. Um, I'm really sh- I'm not struggling, but I'm really just looking for a logo <sighs> and the right the right the right face of it because sure. I don't really have like a logo or a face. Like I don't. You know, that's one of those things that you just want, hard. like it just kind of has to come to you, you know. It's, it does, um, yeah. But it's it's fun to be part of something, you know. And uh, when you, I, I love like the hooks that you're making for the, you know. I know when I asked you, I'm like, do you have an intro, bro? <laughs> Which like, I do, but like, yeah, you probably didn't even hear it yet. But it's the intro, and then what we just that's elite. So I do like an intro, yeah. And then I talk a little bit about like so I'll, so I'll be like oh you know my boy Rob Clark was on this week and yeah. you know we're fu- we were hanging out we're talking about fucking coffee blah 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 you know we were talking about coffee. music music and fucking good times and blah yeah. blah blah it's yeah. like listen to the first round you're gonna be fucking stoked it's a cool fucking dude and blah, you know and yeah. then, and then it'll go into the song gotcha so then it'll, the song will be like you know fucking whatever and it's what I play. You know, but oh, I did the so intro. Cool. You know, I did all of that. But that's the the the, char- the characteristic of it. It's like I did, you know, that whole flow. And a lot of people who don't listen to the show, if they yeah. don't listen to the show, they won't hear that. Right, right. Because you only hear what you heard, and sure. that's the intro to the actual conversation. Well, my which my, is very Mark Maron of me, which I I I like that about. It. He's well, like, you want to hear me play some guitar? And it like leads into it. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to play this. Yeah. Wait, that's Black Flag, but that's okay. Yeah. That's what, that's what he does. I'm like, yeah. perfect. I didn't realize he was such a guitar player until he... Yeah, he's so. a great blues, like a blue, like a really bluesy blues guitar player. Like, yeah, he's uh, Yeah, he's like Muddy Waters, that kind of thing, right? And that's he. He's like some staples too. He's like Boomer lives, and you know uh, some yeah. some shit that he that goddamn he, cat yeah. that like. And you know the funny Which thing is, is probably, you know where the garage is in Highland Park. That's where my ex wife and I we moved to Highland Park when we we um, after we got married. We actually moved to South Pasadena first, then we ran out of money, and we fucking ugh, it sucked. But then yeah, we yeah, then we moved into a Highland Park. And we literally lived on the backside of where Mark Maron's garage is. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of awesome. funny. Like, because Highland Park is one of those parts of LA that, you know, the 18th Street Gang and stuff is legendary down there. It's like Highland Park is no joke. Like, yeah. you know, walking around there um, with our Weimar runner at the time, like in 2006, seven, and uh, yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Everybody thought I was a cop, so that was kind of cool. I yeah, guess I didn't for get, sure. I didn't. I didn't get cupped. But I was also selling tequila and, and vodka for this private wine company or uh, booze company. 
And I was, um, my neighbors were like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. And I'm like, I sell booze. And so I was like giving out tequila and vodka all over the neighborhood. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't have done that. Sorry. <laughs> but I mean, my street cred was like, that's fucking Cholo Rob fucking selling tequila. Cholo Rob. Cholo Rob selling tequila and, and vodka. And this motherfucker's got a gray dog. I don't know what kind of, I don't know. Did you spray paint your dog? I'm like, nah, it just came out that way. And they're like, fuck yeah, we got her. It's cool. And so uh, her name was Rita. They used to call her Margarita. Oh, there you go. Nice. But uh, it was funny because when I, I, I kind of researched uh, Mark Marin's joint and I'm like, yeah, that motherfucker lives like, he used to live right around the corner from me. Yeah. It's right and, there. And I think he's just that accessible and he's that kind of a dude. Yes. And I think that's what still makes him so cool. And Highland Park is um, like. He's like a one man show, basically, which is kind of cool. Absolutely. But he just kind of like. He's still him from back in the day where he was uh, auditioning with Marcy Klein at Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And he's like, I still don't know why I didn't get picked. That's the Jew in him, I think. Of but, course. Yeah. He, he does that. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like, he's done it. He's. He's fucking made it. He had his own show on IFC. The podcast is legendary. Did you have you seen the Mark Maron show? Like I've the, seen a few episodes from Netflix. Yeah, I watched. The, I watched. Uh, was it two seasons? They were all all pretty good, and then it got canceled. I was like, yeah, bummer. yeah. It's one of those things. I think it just ran out of material because you know he's kind of like a, not Seinfeldish, but like he's only got so much in the. He's tank. sort of Larry David. Larry David kind of feel too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. What are you watching on Netflix? What do you got going on? Oh, I'm watching Shameless right now because I have not seen. I'm catching up. I'm on season five right now. That I just started, and I just finished Ash vs Evil Dead. Oh, nice! Which is fucking amazing. If you haven't not seen Ash vs Evil Dead, it's everything you want in Evil Dead. Times ten times. It's the perfect fucking Bruce Campbell. Like, thank you for being Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell's awesome. He's the baddest motherfucker alive. Like, how badass is that in uh, in in the movie he did with when he had a fucking uh, what a chainsaw or that's that's Evil Dead. All right, that's the original. That's the original Evil Dead. Well, actually, it's uh, you know, I I don't remember. So he did Evil Dead one, and then he did another Evil Dead two, right? So so movie movie, and then Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. That's what it was. And then when he's against all those skeleton dudes, and he's just like, "What the fuck are you doing in my movie?" Dude, love it. And then he like kind of did this like uh, kind of like uh, just spinoffs of of every, almost everything. He like did uh, uh, like uh, fucking Bubba Hotep and like yeah. uh, fucking. You know, uh, just being Bruce Campbell. He was in Burn Notice too. Remember that Burn Notice? Burn Notice. It was a. Uh, it was like a uh, AMC show about this. Um, this he was like the helper of this like CIA plant kid in Miami. Well, not a kid, but you know, a younger yeah, yeah. guy. And um, they would try and like rat out like drug lords and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, it was. It's pretty good. You know. All right. So, I don't. I don't. Or, I called Burn Notice. Burn Notice. I gotta check it out. Yeah, you know, give it, take it a ride for a couple, couple. Yeah, you know, you never know. No, I'm, I'm always about that. But uh, if you're into any of the Evil Dead stuff with a chainsaw with the oh, arm, yeah. check out 
Ash vs. Evil Dead because this, there's two seasons right now and a third one coming. They're, I will catch up. They, they're, they're 25 minutes long. They fucking rule, dude. It's Perfect. killer. It's on Netflix. It's yeah. nothing. It's fucking great. Yeah, right now, um, I'm I'm into Ozark. Oh, that's a good one too. I just I finished season one. That Ooh. one two. I I, I don't think I started two yet. So I'm finishing up season one on that, and so, then um, El Chapo season two. Oh. That's pretty goddamn good. Um. And I'm looking for other stuff. I mean, there's a, you know, I think we live in the golden age of television that we're, you know, there's so much content out there. There's just so much, dude. And quality content. That's the thing about podcasts, television, anything that you're like in the mood for. Yeah. Holy content. Dude, it's fucking everywhere. Just anything accessible. Any genre, too. Yeah. I mean, you can scale up from like if you're into the pop shit, you know, like the high school musical stuff is filtered itself down to, um, Whatever the fuck, you know, like kind of like high school or uh, Glee and all them, yeah, which are actually pretty good shows. Um, God forbid they said that, but <laughs> but you know, I mean, they're well they're well done, and you they're and very you, well and done, you get yeah. like those uh, mid range uh, movie stars that drop down and do this kind of stuff. Yep, that uh, that are making television really, really, um, it's must see TV. Exactly, like, must see TV, like. Yeah, that's yeah, the things thing. that you get you get ready for because when you know when I was growing up, my parents were like, "Oh, we got to get home, you know, in time after work, you know, to to take a shower and have dinner, and then let's watch Dynasty." And you had to set a schedule. Yeah, I so that was a thing back for me in the eighties when I was because I was a big TV person because I needed attention, and I that was my my attention was to TV. And were you a last so, kid? Nah. Not so much, but I... But the, but TV was like your, not your babysitter, but something that you would look forward to to, to absorb your attention. It was. And there was a time when I would sit aimlessly always at the TV. Just yeah. always. And it was like from, you know, from 1983 till fucking now. Sometimes. Damn. Damn. Where like, it just like, sometimes things... Like, fucking Big Trouble in Little China. Like, that becomes my staple of my life, like, half the time. You know what I'm like? That is um, one of the greatest movies of all time. Dude, exactly. It's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, you don't, you can't fuck with that. My, one of my, I was doing acting, you know, hypothetically. So, but, uh, my TV acting teacher was like, going around, he was like, what's your favorite movie? And he was like going all, to all these people, and they were like this and this and all the popular movies at the time. He's sure. like, he comes to me. He's like, no. He was like, "What's your favorite movie of all time?" I was like, "Big Trouble in Little China." He's like, "Oh my, what?" He didn't know what to say. He was like, "That's that's a great answer." I was like, "I know." It's a fucking great. Answer. I'm different. I'm I'm or I'm I'm original and organic of what I like and what I want to like. It's my thing. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's. And he was just like smitten by that. He was like, "Yes, that's a fucking great answer." I'm looking for a Chinese girl with green eyes. <laughs> looking for a Chinese girl with green eyes. Chinese girls do not come in green eyes. We know that, and but we'll put Kim Cattrall in there and try and fool people. <laughs> and uh, Fang Li, or I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I forget where her name was. The uh, yeah, the the Asian lady. Yeah, who that was the who main was like so exotic looking. Mao Ying. Mao Ying. Mao Ying. Mao Ying. And I'm part Japanese, and I'm like looking. I'm like, God damn, that, that girl's 
way fucking hot. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, she was smoking. Yeah. Biggest yeah. crush. One of my biggest crushes. And like, I'm trying to remember perfect. who was the uh uh, James Fong played like the, I think it was James Fong. He played like the, the dude that turned into the, you know, the, the, the he was, he was the villain. He was the main villain. Oh, so you're t- David Lopan. Lopan. Um, Lopan was, what was his real name? I can't, oh, uh, yeah. F- uh, f- Something Fong. Fong, yeah. But my, there was, my friend got hit, my, my best, my, one of my best friends from back home in Pennsylvania, Mark, he got, James, uh, was it fucking James Wong? Fuck, that's gonna bother me. But he like got the picture taken with the the fucking with the nails with the yeah, yeah with the with the sign, um with him at one of the com like the comic cons or yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like he's like dude I got little pen and he like showed me the picture I was like that's fucking awesome like I got some friends that like are really like. Doing some Comic Con stuff, and my yeah. one my one friend actually Ian back home, uh, he does a lot of pumpkin. What's up, Ian? He, he does a lot of yeah. What's up, dude? Um, I'm talking to him a long time. He does a lot of pumpkin carving, right? And he's got fucking carve low pan. So he, well, he carves so much shit that his shit is in all the horror Comic-Con stuff. Get the fuck out of here. And he's got pictures with, like, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, fucking, like... Hermaphrodite special. Dude. Major people. Yeah. You know, like, John Carpenter. Like, people that are, like, super awesome. And all these crazy horror movies. Like, picture takes them with, like... And the pumpkin that he, like, carved with them. It's like a gift. And, like, his, his shit is great. He, like, carves these, like... Like they're like Halloween perfect pumpkins. Like it's been a uh, he's a huge horror buff, and we we kind of became friends because of that kind of stuff. Yeah, super cool dude. He's like, I'm gonna take the howling and carve it out. Yeah, great movie by the way. Yes, definitely. First one was great. Yes, very awesome. (laughs) It's like, what do you eat? I eat meat. (laughs) I'm gonna eat you later. I'm gonna eat you later. (laughs) Yeah, and um, American Werewolf in London. Yeah. The second one was really good too. I didn't see the second. Oh, I might have. The second one was, um, I think it was set in Paris. Well, Paris. Yeah, that was a uh, that one kind of freaked me out. It's kind of like uh, like it reminds me of like when I was I saw The Exorcist when I was like six or seven, and that scared the I fuck probably, out of me. I probably did the same somewhere around there. But yeah, you know, and I don't even know why. Age, but yeah, I see, I've seen it. Yeah, I don't know why. And the folks were severely Catholic, and you know, grew up in a Catholic household. That scared the fuck out of me because I'm like, damn, there was nothing, there was no, you know, Seagal hadn't come out yet and the Terminator didn't come out yet. So I'm like, yeah, man, nothing's going to beat this person. <laughs> but then the Predator, if I had the Predator gun. Oh, dude, fucking Predator. Yeah, Predator dude, gun. Amazing. I would have fucked that bitch up. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. The air-cooled gun that didn't I ain't got exist. time to bleed. Yeah. A little fucking uh, Jesse, Ventura. Jesse Ventura, dude. Yeah. Mac. Mac. Mac, dude, he was a great character. Yeah, fucking the, those uh, those eighty five movies. They were they were great. Commando, Commando, fucking uh, Action Jackson. Stick around, Bennett. Stick around. Those, <laughs> yeah. are, those are some of my favorite, dude. I love those, like Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Was Any great. of those good movies, man. Fucking Cobra. Cobra. Cobra, Cobra dude. Cobra was awesome. That Mar- was that was Mariam, shit. Mariam Cobretti. That was fucking good shit. There were some movies. That was it. They Live came out in that stripe too. Yeah, because it was 87. So 87 was They Live came out. 
Roddy Piper and fucking just a John Carpenter. Like I said, just fucking John Carpenter, dude. He was the man. Yeah, he, that's an homage to fucking John Carpenter. Dude, because he writes, he scores, he fucking directs. He shoots, he scores, he's, and he fucking wins. He's my fucking, he's my, he's my bucket list. He's your John fucking... Carpenter it lives my bucket list, basically. John Carpenter lives. Yeah. He's jo- still with us, right? That'd be a, yeah, he's still, he's still alive. That'd be kind of cool to do it like a... Dude, that's uh, a great documentary. John Carpenter Lives. Dude, that would be fucking dope. seriously. And then have like a... Uh, have like a... Uh, a They Live prequel that comes out. That would be amazing. In your own mind, in his style. Dude, the first... The whole first almost like half hour to They Live, there's no talking. Obey. It's like... It's like music and just Roddy Piper walking. Yeah. Like through town to town. Well, the cinematography was great, dude. It's amazing. But I got, There's I got, sh- I got to kick it up a notch, I, you yeah. Because I like um, fucking Heat. Heat's one Heat, of my favorite. Oh, well, he's great, dude. With Val Kilmer, Robert Val De Niro, Kilmer. Robert De Niro, and uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino, dude. Dude, Heat is the mate is amazing. Robert Robert De Niro is fucking awesome. He's dude, like, Robert De Niro is the shit. Yeah, I can't be in a situation where I can't walk away in five minutes. <laughs> And I just and I just had on a, at the bar the other day at the at L Arsenal, uh, it was on back to back to back to back, which was I have uh, IFC because I had it on TV. Yeah, uh, Scarface, nonstop. <sighs> yeah. So I had one TV one TV that played non nonstop Scarface for like three hours, like it just kept going on and on. That is uns cash. Yeah, that is awesome. Love it. Shout out to my girl Jackie at L Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my boy Charlie on Tuesday, son. Uh. Rob Clark says, "What's up? Um, what do you yeah. think, what do you think about Tornado in general?" I, I was talking a little bit on the last podcast about how people are assholes, and well, Tornado is an asshole place. It can be. It's if I, you know what, I'm going to sound like an asshole sounding like this. So it's okay. Um, I'm a made guy. What can I say? Yeah. Uh, I just I know a few of the folks, and I might I don't know Mr. Keen personally. To the point where I can walk up and go, Dave, I'm in your fucking bar. But the uh, the folks that I know from Russian River, my boy Drew from Local Barrel, shout out in San Rosa. I just I have like a connection with the bartenders, um, and I don't I go in there and they're just like, "How you been, man?" Like they remember my name, yeah. And, and I, it would be kind of hard to call them friends because I don't hang out with them. But when I go in. They're went, always super yeah. I went in with Lady Donna last week, yeah. and she hadn't been there, and I she got the experience. Yeah, and they kicked us a shirt, and they did this, and that, and you know, it was just like it was. I it was kind of like going into my fucking garage that pours cool beer. Yeah, true. You know, it's like it is a place like that. But if you don't know anybody in there, they treat you like shit sometimes. They're not about having you in there. Yeah, and it's kind of part of the charm. Sort of. But it's also their shield. They get a lot of people that's the lower hate area. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of people that roll in there that are just fucking, you know, hopped up. Yeah. No fun. And they're kind of hardened to the whole thing because everybody there to the letter. Charlie's been there for like 15 years. Um, you know, obviously the owners have you know been there since they opened. Um, and a few of, you know, my, my old boy Steve, who doesn't work anymore, but... You know, it's it's a it's a place that you get into 
Like, you kind of have to be grandfathered into that place to work there to begin with, no pun intended. Yes. Um, and it's a tight-knit group. And the reason is because they they represent who they were and who they are, and they've never changed. That jukebox is nails. Yeah. You know? They've right. got everything from Marty Robbins to Poison Idea. Right. And Clutch. Um, and I play the same shit. Every I play, time like, there. Rainbow and Old Tool. Yeah. And you know that kind of shit, and it's like, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a. I don't want to say it's a man's man's bar because that's not the right vernacular, but it's. But it's. It's a it's a person's person's bar who. It's a very personable bar. At, yeah, that's say. a good way to put it, and you know. Yeah. So I, I would think, yeah. Yeah, I I like it and hate it at the same time, but I think it's a good bar. It's a really it's a great bar, but yeah. I mean, and I'm not suggesting I'm like. All right, Fargo, we're going. Right? That's no, good. We we roll in there and we see Charlie on Tuesdays. We're having cheesy brats. Yeah. And we're fucking, we're, we're hanging from like 12 to 2. Yeah. And then we're out because we're going to go crush that happy hour sushi across the street. Of course. Yeah. And then exactly. it's, it's a good time. And then, you know, you're in the game. I mean, you work at Ale Arsenal and all that. And they'll, and they'll fucking, they'll just roll out the red carpet. Exactly. But I think it's the way that it's presented as well. Like Donna went up to order a beer, and I had just gone to the bathroom. It was like our second beer deep, and she's, and Charlie's just like she goes, "Yeah, you're with Rob. Like he's my dear. Sit down, and I'll take care of it." Yeah, didn't let her order a beer, you know, yeah. and that was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. But it also could be like that's kind of off putting too. Well, I want to buy my guy a beer, and it's just like, but I told her I'm like, yeah, don't you know? Just, right, it, it, you're my date. It's like just sit back. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because they, they don't want to engage people. Here's the best way to put it. I think they don't want to get too personable with people because they it could go high volume real quick. Right. And then people ask the dumb questions about the Pliny right. and about all that other kind of shit. And they're just like, look, asshole. I don't have time for I've this bullshit. I've got all these fucking beers, you know, that I've got like 76 beers on tap and about 10 of them are impossible to get. And then you're over here with the fucking Pliny. Right. You know, when are you getting the younger? Right. It's February. That's all I hear half the time, and I'm down here in fucking Palo Alto. Yeah, that's still that's still a thing, right? Like, still a thing. Pliny, Pliny is it flows every month. So right, it's like, like I said, I'm grandfathered in. So every time it's like, when are you getting Pliny? Yeah, Pliny. Is Pliny on? No, no, no. no it's a, it's a tired. Got... It's a tired answer. It's like it gets old, and they uh, hear it. They more, hear it. more so than uh, me. Uh, Way more so than me. So well, they, you know what they get? They get the younger. Like, oh, yeah. I, know, I I heard one guy maybe about six months ago. We go down there, and we I got the Russian River Boys with me, yeah. And so they're like Jesus in there, and there's this one guy at the bar who's just being a fucking asshole, and he's like, "I know you've got it in bottle." And it's just like, dude, they don't fucking bottle it. It comes out in February, like February, that's it. That's the beginning of February, and it's gone by February sixteenth or seventeenth out. That's it. And this guy's arguing with one of the fellas, and it's like. Dude, really? Like, he just told you that they don't fucking bottle it. You know what I mean? It's like, don't be so appointed that. And I think that the, maybe the complaint with uh, some of us that are in the industry, like, you know, we got to answer these questions as bartenders. It's like, dude, pick another beer. Like, have an open mind. Yeah, realize what else is on tap. I think that's might be the thing. Just realize where you are. Yeah. And what else is on tap. If you're a motherfucker coming from some bull other bullshit and you want to have to ask those questions, 
you don't belong there. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's being, you don't. it's being uninformed and and just being rude. Yeah, I like that. And I don't like it at the same time, but it's like honestly, you don't belong there if you're asking these kind of questions. And they wouldn't be probably rude if you didn't ask those questions. Like you're asking these bullshit questions, but there's a way why to ask they, it too. Yeah, there, like, there also is a way to yeah. you know. Like I'm not, you know, I don't really know much about this. I'm all about this beer. I've never tried it. And then that's one thing. But when you're demanding it and you're like, well, I know you have it. And it's, you know, we get a lot of that here in Palo Alto with, you know, a little bit of that of entitlement. Yeah. And you get, you know, you get some folks that might work for, you know, a company that ends in an E or an O. Yeah. And they, um, you know, I've, I've kind of witnessed this a few times. Yep. And they get, they get kind of pushy. And it's like, well, you're kind of. You don't want to. I, I don't, and I don't say this because I want to mind my my. I want to mind my p's and q's, but it's like, dude, it's craft, yes, but you know you're trying. I don't know why you're trying to push the envelope, but it's like, there's there's some goodies out here that I could turn you on to, that are just as good, right? And maybe if even not better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. People need to up their game. Learn the learn learn the knowledge. Listen to what the bartenders are saying. Put the same amount of effort into your um, into your libation uh, um, information as you do into coding something to make an app that I don't need. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah. All right. Wrap well, it up. Let's wrap it up, man. All right. What do you think? You want to give anything out to the world? You want to? You want to say whatever you want? You're Shit, p- man. I I don't really have anything to offer the world other than the fact that I've uh, I've enjoyed the hell out of myself. Um, fucking Varga, you're the man. Hey. Yeah, and I've enjoyed the hell out of that. myself, and I don't mean to be redundant, but uh, yeah, it's been man. You, you made Thursday wonderful. Good, and that's all I can ever ask for is to make. At least a Thursday or a Saturday or any any day of the week you see me on your day off, after work, any fucking time that you come hang out with me at the bar, doesn't matter. Yeah. A Joe Varga. F- fucking Rich- awesome. Varga enriches my life like B12 shots. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it, dude. All right, my man. All right, man. Thank you so much. Love you like a fat kid loves cake. And I love cake. Bang. Boom. Boom. All right, dude. Out late. All right. Well, that is all she fucking wrote. Or at least all I have today anyway for the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys had a good week. Have a good weekend. And don't get too crazy. Or do. I don't know. Um, I want to thank my sponsor, Palo Alto Brewing Company. Located at the 233rd block of University in downtown Palo Alto, California. Go there for some delicious beers and some tasty food. You will not be disappointed. Also want to say thank you to the Rosencrown Palo Alto, Ale Arsenal, and uh, San Carlos, Jane's Beer Store in Mountain View, and the Willow Market in Menlo Park. Awesome places to get great beers and... You can also find uh, the Palo Alto Brewing Company beers at the Willow Market in, uh, in uh, yeah, the Willow Market in Menlo Park, which amongst uh, many of other great beers, but you can get the the Palo Alto Brewing Company has their bottles on display, and you can buy them and drink them. 
and do whatever you want. Uh, let's see. And thank you to my guest, Rob Clark. I hope you enjoyed Rob's episode, uh, his round one and two. Super nice guy. I want to thank him for stopping by and supporting the cause and supporting me. Uh, I also have some shirts available still. You can email me at a fewdeep.com. And I also accept Venmo, Zelle, or PayPal. Or not uh, fucking PayPal. Uh, Apple Pay. Um, and they are $25 a shirt. You got small, medium, and large right now. So if you are any of those sizes. I have a double XL as well. So I got one double XL. So if you are any of those sizes and you are down with the podcast and you want to get a shirt, please email me and I'll hook you up. Uh, let's see. Is that all my news I think that I have? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's it. Um, so I hope you guys uh, enjoy this episode. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Podcast hasn't yeah. even started. You're already going after my weight. <laughs> Jesus. <It's> like- <laughs>